This is Life Change Church in Muskegon, Michigan. Welcome to our podcast. Thank you for giving us your ears while you mow the lawn, kayak, do the dishes, or sit with the knitting circle. Watch us on Facebook Live Sunday mornings at 9.30 or subscribe to the weekly podcast at mylifechangechurch.tv. This is Pastor Ron Rands. It's so important for us to understand the time in which we're living. In fact, the message today was birth this morning. One of the things I've really, um, in fact, I've grown in my maturity and my walk with God is that there are times where God's giving me a message for me, and then there's a time where God is bringing a message through me. And today is a uh, message I'm going to give to you that's through me. Uh, this week, I thought was going to be a message uh, through me that God was working, and yet he changed everything this morning, and as I was beginning to uh, get my iPad and, and beginning to uh, get scriptures that were, God was just um, imploding into my heart, it's because he loves you. In fact, that's where we're going to be starting today, uh, is that we're, if we could have a title to this message, it would be say, whoever choice, whoever choice. It's a little play on some words, but you're going to see as we read some passages today, it's a whoever choice because we have choices to make. In fact, um, today when we find ourselves in this uh, pandemic, COVID-19 situation, we feel like our choices aren't, I mean, they're they're already being made for us. And I'm going to even help you, uh, maybe you can even have some change of some thought process because there's uh, this word called social distancing. Uh, I'll be honest with you, um, I don't like the word play in it because I believe that there's a spiritual connotation to it. Uh, I think there's some wisdom in physical distancing, but social distancing, I believe, is the spirit behind what's going on, and we're becoming socially impaired. And that, uh, in fact, if you look historically through times where there's been social distancing, it's on account of where things we've tried to break down. There's been social distancing because of gender in the past, where there's been times where the male was supposedly superior to the females, and we broke down those barriers, or racism, or ethnic groups, or social um, groups. And, and I just want to, hear to, to share with you that it's important that we don't become and lose groundwork that God has put in and through our lives, truths that uh, God so loves the world across genders, across so, you know, um, ethnic areas and, and racial areas. God loves the world. In fact, when Jesus came on planet Earth, he broke down all those barriers. And religion has tried to do it. Uh, mankind has tried to do it. And so, though I believe there's some wisdom in physical distancing, and I myself am abiding by the rules of the land, but I'm not socially distancing myself. In fact, I'm looking for more ways to socially connect with people uh, than I've ever had because I see the, de- the depressed state of man. I can go through the, the, the supermarkets today or even getting gas for my vehicle or whatever I do. Um, I find that so many people are impaired with connection anymore. And I, it's important for us to A, get connected with God so let's do that today. In John chapter 3, verse 16, I'm going to read from the Amplified Translation. For God so greatly loved, 
and dearly prized the world that he even gave his only one and only begotten son so that and whoever, whoever, there's that word, whoever believes and trusts in him as savior shall not perish but have eternal life. So the first choice is that you need to make inside of your heart is you have great worth. Many of us can make a statement to someone else and point to someone else, but we need to point to ourselves that we or I have great worth, that Jesus died for my life, and I need to receive that great worth. We need to make that whoever choice, and other, every other choice that God's going to have in his kingdom comes from that first choice that you need to make. It's not just a choice for the person next to you. It's the choice that you need to make, that you have great worth. And if you're struggling with that great worth, then you're not listening to the love of God. You're not listening to the voice of God in your life. And right now, I believe God is touching your heart, even as I'm speaking right now, that he sees you having great worth. Number two, from that choice, we can have that belief in God can become, can become belief from God. So many of us are saying, God, what are you saying today? And wanting to tap into what is his plan? What is his design? And they want this belief from God. Well, it comes from the first choice that you need to have great worth. Because God, who has obviously infinite worth, can only pour that infinite worth into someone who believes they have worth. If you struggle with your worth, you struggle with the value of who you are in God, how can God, who is of infinite worth, pour into your vessel? So from that choice of believing, I have great worth, you have great worth, you need to believe that God wants to pour inside of your life. And many have struggled with this. In fact, you're probably maybe even struggling with this right now, even as I speak. Let me give you a passage that might help you. In fact, we'll give you two passages today. Hebrews 11, verse 6. But without faith, it is impossible to walk with God and please him. For whoever comes near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he rewards those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Do you see the, the dichotomy there, that situation where actually it's not dichotomy, it's a step in directives. First one is that he must believe in God. I believe many of you that are tuned in right now, you already believe in God. But do you believe that God wants to put his power and his value in and through your life because you diligently seek him? I, I see so many people today that what they'll do is they find their value by bouncing thoughts off from one another. They'll talk to one another and then they'll wait for the response from someone else to say that they have great worth. But God says, look, you need to find that in and through me first. That God wants to pour himself, his power in through your life, that you can find belief, you can find power in Christ because you're diligently seeking him. Well, Jesus walked on the face of this earth, we know this thousands of years ago, and uh, I don't want to make this sound too easy because that's what words can do, but life can be much more difficult. Philip struggled with this. In fact, it's captured Jesus talking to Philip and found in John 14, verse 9, Jesus replied, have I been with you all this time, Philip, and yet you still don't know who I am? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. So why are you asking me to show him to you? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? 
The words I speak are not my own, but my Father who lives in me does his work through me. Just believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or at least believe because of the work you have seen me do. I tell you the truth, Philip, Jesus talking to you right now, I tell you the truth. Anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done, and even greater works, because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name, and I will do it, so that the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. So we we find that Philip is struggling with the power of God coming through his life. He hasn't struggled with believing in God. In fact, he's been following Jesus. He's let go of everything that he has known. He has walked away from his norm. And we got this new word called new norm. He walked away from his norm. And his new norm was following Jesus. Shouldn't that be all of our new norms? And so what happens in his new norm, he's walking with Jesus. He believes in Jesus. Jesus even says, believe in it because of the works that I do. But then Jesus makes this next point. He says, Philip, those things that I do because of my Father, those same things I want to do in you, through you. Not only do you must believe in me, but you must believe that what I want to pour through your life. It's one thing to receive the message. It's a whole other thing to be the message. Number three, the whoever choice in God can do two things, the whoever choice. Again, here we are playing on words. It's a whoever. You are, anybody can be a whoever if they choose, first of all, Jesus, you're my savior. Second of all, I believe you're a rewarder of those who diligently seek you. But here's what happens in our walk. Press forward in his plan for your life or two, we can shrink back from his plan in your life. We can press forward or we can shrink back. Well, why would anybody shrink back if the power of God is in life? Because what they face outside seems to be bigger than the power of God on the inside. Hebrews 10.32 references um, this picture. Remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you endured great conflict full of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You suffered along with those in prison, joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourself had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what is promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And but my righteous one will live by faith. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. So here's Jesus talking and, you know, through his Holy Spirit. And what I love about this picture through his word, because Jesus and the Holy Spirit are one, and they're talking to the author who authored the book of Hebrews, and we most believe that's Paul. And it says that there's these people that shrink back or those who are moving forward. Again, a choice, whoever chooses. 
And today we find that uh, there are those who want to just choose to forward, move forward because they're fighters. Others choosing to shrink back because they struggle and they have a passivity amongst themselves. But whether we're, we struggle with passivity, because I, I, one thing I've been uh, even researching this last week and studying the, the, the book of uh, Jeremiah, I find that Jeremiah was a, in, if you were to say an individual, he was kind of passive. In fact, if you look in history, there was all kinds of passive leaders that God called out not to shrink back. Many of them sh- wanted to struggle with this. And Moses says, I can't speak. He wanted to shrink back. Jonah says, I don't want to speak for them because I don't want you to do your greatness through me. I life. Or we have Jeremiah where he says, that I, I, I don't have this power. I don't have this authority. And then God works like a fire on the inside of him. Interesting, isn't it? In the book of Acts, that it says that that same Holy Spirit of fire wants to consume our lives. I believe today it isn't a matter whether you want to march forward with a message or you want to shrink back. I believe it's mostly you need to get filled with God so that his message of love, his message of power, his anointing works inside. We are called of God. And I see so many people right now that are losing the picture of the anointing, losing the picture of the calling, losing sight of who God is in their life. So today I hear God say, make the choice. Don't shrink back. Move, press forward. Number four. Your choice for him will bring his message in you that must be passed on. You know, in the big picture, and if we look at the, we're of the kingdom of God and there's a kingdom of darkness. We live in this world. Jesus kind of, in his his prayer, uh, in John chapter 17, we're going to read it in a moment, brings all of it uh, in its simple form. And I'm just going to read it and then try to uh, maybe describe it or bring some understanding. I believe the Holy Spirit will do it best. John chapter 17, verse 4. Jesus goes, I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Many of us, we have this, again, I would say a churchy talk or a churchy word, glory, which means I want to express who God is here on earth. Jesus says, I came here on earth to express who God is. That's the high call. That's pre- we want to express who God is, who he is in our life. Number five, in verse five. Now, there, now, Father, bring me into your glory, into your expression. We shared before the world began. I have revealed you to the ones you gave me from this world. They were always yours. You gave them to me. And they have kept your word. Now they know that everything I have is a gift from you, for I have passed on to them the message you gave me. There's that truth. We need to pass on the message that God gave us. They accepted it and know that I came from you, and they believe you sent me. My prayer is not for the world, but for those you've given me, because they belong to you. All who are mine belong to you, and you have given them to me so that they may bring me glory. Now, I'm not departing from the world. They are staying in this world. But I am coming to you, Holy Father. You have given me your name. Now protect them by the power of your name so they will be united 
as just as we are. During my time here, I protected them by the power of the name you gave me. I guarded them so that no one was lost except the one headed for destruction as the scriptures foretold. Now I'm coming to you. I told them many things while I was with them in this world so they would be filled with my joy. Today I want to ask you, are you filled with his joy? I've given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. I'm not asking you to take them out of the world, but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who ever believe in me through this message. I pray that they will be all one, just as you and I are one. As you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And they may be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory, the expression you gave me. So that may they be one as we are one. And am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they see and can see all the glory, again, expression you gave me because you love me even more and before the world began. Oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them and I will be in them. So let's kind of break down because Jesus' prayer here is right before he's to be received up in heaven. And he's given this prayer not unto his disciples but unto daddy in heaven. And the father and the Son and the Holy Spirit bring this, this power, they bring this, this uh, instruction of the message that needs to be passed on. Now, that's God talking to you right now. God's plan for mankind has always been through mankind. That his love would be contained in vessels, his power would be contained in vessels received, and that it, from that power from the inside would be poured out, that you would be a living, a poured out vessel of God that we would not be people that are shrinking back worried about what's in this world worried about all the containments that are in this world or worried about what what could happen of us this world but that we would be we would be taking steps in the kingdom of God Jesus taught us says thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as well as it is in heaven the message has always been of joy good news I love the, how it says that the, the angels went to Jesus. I bring you good tidings. Do we bring, are we bringing those good tidings? I find myself in my own heart that I, I'm, I'm, I'm reactive sometimes to what's around me. Be, be it the, uh, the choices that, or, the, or the lack of choices. And that becomes a, a product sometimes of my discussion, even with, me, with my neighbors or whatever. And, and I, I'm seeing this, this uh, condition in my own heart going, there's a war in me. 
one part is that, is that Jesus is so alive in me and his love is so rich in me and I want to share it. And the other part of me is I'm trying to be relatable to people. I know that I'm not alone. In fact, I know that God is speaking to you because you're feeling and sensing the same pressures. Never has it been um, such a pressure place. In fact, this week I'm going to be uh, sharing some things uh, through video that God has been raising up inside of me, a, a message of a, of a, of a prophetic. And uh, he has even appointed me to a, a, a calling that has always been in my life, but I feel in this hour of my life, is, is more imperative and is in everything I've gone through up until this time was for this time. I believe many of you right now in the audience are in the same place. For this time, God has raised you up. This is supposed to be the greatest outpouring of all mankind, and yet I find so many people uh, recluse instead of empowered. Jesus, the message, his prayer, may his expression come through our lives. May his power of unity come over our lives across all church barriers. And I, I believe across the world barriers. I believe that the Lord wants to have unctions. And what I mean by that unction, I believe he's got a stirring on the inside of you to make some phone calls, jump on Facebook, but to begin to start messaging the good news and the joy of the Lord again in and through your lives. Don't, Jesus didn't come here to judge the world. Then if Jesus didn't come here to judge the world, you're not here to judge the world. And you're certainly not here to judge yourself. You are here to be a vessel, a choice. Will you make, A, that choice to allow Jesus to be the Savior of your life? B, once you've made that choice, will you allow his power, his belief to go through your life to touch others' lives? Will you shrink back once that power comes in your life? And you know what? I, I want you to understand that Again, history has shown us over and over, and God has recorded where people were struggling with that choice. But you know what? When that fire, when God's power can come in through your life, he wants to move in you. The Bible says in Acts 7, in him we live. In him we move. In him we totally have been. I pray this week that you begin to Make those choices. I pray that Jesus' prayer wasn't, he says, not just for the disciples, but all who would receive the message. Are you receiving the message of God? Are you receiving the choice that God has over you, that God chose you for this hour in your life? Not so that you would shrink back, but that you would move forward and that your heart would be a vessel, a container for more of God, and that you would pour out. Maybe you're in an upper room you know, and, and God is pouring out his love. Maybe you're in your car right now listening to this message. Maybe um, you're, you're sitting in your, in your easy chair with a cup of, cup of, cup of coffee and, and in your underwear. And you think that's funny, but I know of somebody that's actually probably doing that right now. And so I don't know what it is that's going on in your life right now. But I know that God is not on his throne, not working. Jesus said, he says, from this time forward, we are always working. Is his work right now working in and through your life? Are you being a recipient, recipient of it? Or are we shrinking back, allowing the media and allowing the world and allowing the systems of this world? I know that there's something inside of my heart that is brewing in me. 
And I'm hesitant to begin to share all of it because it, I just, it is just not clear. And, but I know that it's getting clearer and clearer. I wonder if we're like in a, a place of slavery, a type of slavery, be it, that we're in and God has allowed this time period in our life so that we would cry out to God. Is your cry out to God? Is your cry out to the government? Is your cry out to God? Is your cry out to, to mankind? I pray that you begin to make this moment to cry out to God. Would you please bow your heads? Let's close your eyes. Father, whoever chooses, thank you, Lord, that we can't blame you for the scenario. We, you've given us a choice. And for those in the audience right now that have never made the choice or, or maybe some other choices have made you deviate from the choice of having God be first in your life, I, I pray that you make this prayer, this choice right now with us. And so I want you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, in Jesus' name, I receive you in my heart. I receive your forgiveness. I receive your joy, your love. I have great worth. Your message is going to live and move and be active in my life. I know that others around me will see who you are through my life. Thank you for the opportunity to be part of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. You are listening to Life Change Church with Pastor Ron Rands. If this message encourages and inspires you, pass it on to someone else. You can find weekly episodes on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts under Life Change Church Muskegon. When you share it to your social media, be sure to tag us at Life Change Church. For prayer support and more resources, visit mylifechangechurch.tv. I'm Karma Adams, producer.